Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Uh, playing daily fantasy basketball is just so simple. You just pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and then you see how your team stacks up against the competition. Uh, feel the sweat like you've never felt before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. So much more. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on the season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all of the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN. And if you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, why not? Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another delicious episode of Water Hockey. Proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings. Don't forget to hop on and get all of your chances for millions of dollars on DraftKings with code THPN. Uh, it's Fink back again, joined by Patrick and Jason. Uh, we're here to share. There's so much we need to talk about today, boys. So much. But before we get into it, just want to go ahead. How much is so much? How, so much that I talked to Garrett with the Texas hockey apparel, and he said because there's so much that if you listen to the end of the episode, we're going to give you a code to get 30% off all hoodies through Sunday of this week. It is May the 4th. Be with you. And through Sunday of this week, 30% off all hoodies on Texas hockey apparel. Jason, that's how much we have in this episode how was your weekend jason uh it was phenomenal actually quite phenomenal Beautiful. what'd you get into uh worked a little bit um it was my wife's birthday whoa we did happy birthday little... to the proprietor of the ketchup segment uh yeah 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 happy man. birthday um, kelly yeah so then we went to a derby party because you know it's kentucky derby also nice uh Drink some mint juleps <laughs> and uh, some other Kentucky Derby-ish things. Like Kentucky yeah. Kentucky Deluxe? <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, dude. Come on, man. This isn't college anymore. I mean, whatever. This isn't know? this isn't dollar High doubles at almost. public house. Oh, is that an ode to old old school Denton for Jason? Are you having a flashback? Oh, shit, it's not old school Denton. It still happens. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Patrick, how was your weekend? How how's how are things going in your neck of the woods with the Smiths? Doing well. <clears throat> I went and got some new ink on Saturday afternoon. Totally jealous of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Totally same. Jealous of it. Why don't you share with the class? 
I went to Fine Line Tattoos. Um, hadn't been there in about eight years. It's where I got my first tattoos at the ripe age of, I believe, 18 years old. We love to hear that. Yep. Went back to Tom, got the uh, Blink-182 logo on my right thigh above the knee as kind of an homage to my buddy. It was an experience because I made the mistake of not eating or drinking anything before I went. Oh, no. That needle hit my thigh, and I just almost went down fully. Oh, no. Had to stop. Chewed on like 10 now or laters that he had left over from (laughs) Halloween, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oof. Sat up, took about a five-minute breather, went back to it. Smooth sailing the rest of the time. Well, happy to hear that you survived that experience. Uh, And I think Fine Line touches home for all of us as we were all kind of raised around that particular area. I mean, first piercings and first tattoos were through there. Dude, it it was take your daughter to get a piercing day. There was like, (laughs) I probably saw 10 to 12 different high school age girls in that lobby waiting to get tattooed. It was insane. (laughs) Also played a golf tournament that uh, the winning team shot a 53 somehow. So we we talked about that before we started recording. Do with that information what you will. Insanity. I I feel like there's a little... uh, Little little funny business going on there, if I may say yeah, so myself. Couple holes in one, little collusion. It was a four person scramble, but still, that's uh, that's a birdie on every hole plus one eagle. So yeah, that's a gracious that's a gracious number to give yourself. Doubt uh, it. Yeah, yeah, but good to hear that you're you're still prepping for the water hockey invitational. Uh, and we'll think, uh, what'd you do this weekend? Hey, you know what? I uh, had quite a busy weekend. Uh, Friday night, stayed in for a little bit and talked to the boys over at the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. Uh, they wanted to get the insight on the stars. And so it was just a really sad episode for them because it was just three dudes talking about three different central division teams that are probably not going to make the playoffs, particularly such as life, such as life. The blue jackets, uh, were represented. That's life. They're out. (laughs) That's what all the people say. And the Blackhawks, which I believe were mathematically eliminated yesterday. I could be wrong. We're recording this on Tuesday night per usual. I want to say that the Blackhawks were mathematically eliminated from playoff contention last night. The Stars, which we will absolutely be getting into here in just a little bit, definitely on the verge of being mathematically eliminated. That being said, got to go to another Americans game on Saturday. We were in the glass suite, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, myself, some coworkers, some friends of the show at Wada Hockey, uh, we had an absolute blast. You guys are probably sick of us hearing, are sick of us talking about the Allen Americans because we talk about them oh so much, but we just love them. Uh, they love us back. So we'll get more into the Americans here in just a moment. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they're winning hockey games, though, so. They are winning hockey games, and they're they're playoff-bound. You know who else puts out a quality product, Patrick? And I think we just talked about them, but we're going to talk about them again. That's right. That's Texas Hockey Apparel. The guys over at Texas Hockey Apparel have been basically day one supporters of the Wada Hockey Podcast. From top to bottom, they've helped us get these beautiful shirts that Jason's got on right now. You can't see it because you're listening and you're not listening. Beautiful shirts. I, if, I may, soft. if I may say so myself, that's actually, yeah, that's what everyone said. They're soup soft, but Jason looking phenomenal as usual. 
Patrick has been outfitted head to toe in Texas hockey apparel and water hockey as well. We love our black classic Texas hockey apparel t-shirts as well as the hug sweater themselves. So make sure to head over to texashockeyapparel.com, check them out on all the socials and if you stick around to the end of the episode, we'll go ahead and hit you up with that 30% off promo code for all hoodies over at Texas hockey apparel. Can I make a quick comment? Yeah, make a quick comment. We need I got it. a bo- I got a bone to pick with Garrett. Oh boy. It's still called THA black and gray hoodie. It's not called not the hug. Not the hug. THA hug. There's That's... no mention in the description. It's I mean I understand the t- the the name not being the hug, you know. Keep keep brand it awareness. Brand awareness. For I get sure. It. Maybe just like a little one liner in there. I'm just saying a, a subheadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a all subtitle. we're all in this together, much like the high school musical kids. But yeah, head over to Texas Hockey Apparel. Uh, <laughs> proud, proud, <laughs> proud supporter of the show, and we support them right back. I didn't think that was going to be the first Disney show we brought up today, though. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. The show is young. We're only about nine and a half minutes in, so we've got plenty yeah. to go off of. Um, another proud supporter of Texas Hockey Apparel are the Allen Americans, the aforementioned Allen Americans who had another phenomenal homestand. They had a weekend sweep of the Wichita Thunder who sit just in front of them in the standings right now. Uh, Two and three going at it all weekend. Uh, Friday night was an absolute shit show, if I may say so myself. 26 seconds in, you had four Thunder in the penalty box. There were tilts left and right. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, We were in the glass suite on Saturday. And then Sunday, they wrapped it up. I don't know if you guys heard about Sunday, by the way. It was Marvel Day at the Americans, uh, at the Allen Event Center, I'm sorry. And they were asked to remove and switch into their regular home jerseys because they couldn't tell the teams apart, the refs said. Uh, which is no Yikes. surprise because they did an absolute trash job of officiating the game on Saturday night. So it comes as to no surprise they couldn't even as figure out. As is tradition, they couldn't figure out which team to call penalties on. So I don't know if you guys saw them. The (laughs) Captain America jerseys are some of the sickest theme jerseys that they have ever done, in my opinion. And it's a damn shame that they lasted about probably five minutes on the ice before they switched them over. I don't know if you guys saw the jerseys. They were, like I said, it's insane how, how awesome these are. And we've teased it, and we'll keep teasing it. But man, the Wana Hockey logo would look really sick next to that Americans logo on one of their jerseys. I don't know what you guys feel about that. I mean, I'm not not liking the idea. That's a double negative, which means it's positive, <laughs> and I'm positive right with you. I'm for this 100%. We're definitely going to be pushing this, uh, you know, come to the playoffs because at least one of these teams that we support is going to make the playoffs. Uh, maybe both. May- maybe both. Knock on wood. Rub your your lucky bunny foot, uh, rabbit foot, and then do the whatever dances people do for luck. Uh, before we jump into basically everything that's happening in the NHL, including the stars, uh, really quick shout out to a friend of the show, Les Lancaster, and his linemate, Matt Register. Um, as it stands today, they lead the ACHL in defensive pairings with 88 points. Not only do they lead the entire ECHL with 88 points, which I believe is almost 30 points more than the next closest uh, tandem, Les leads the entire team, the entire Allen Americans team with 45 points and register with 43 points. 
So not only do they lead the league as a tandem, they lead their team in points for one and or in number one and two position, which is insane to me. The fact that Les is out there as a defenseman putting up those kind of numbers is unreal. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that stat. What do you guys think about that? Almost at a point per game for Les and Matt. It's got. I mean, it's got to be the hair for Les. We've it has it, to be said it once. We'll say it again. It's got to be the hair. At the very least, it's the hair. It's flowing. I mean, it's flowing cotton. I will say, like I've played some of my best hockey uh, with this hair. So, so are I mean, you? Maybe are you, it is the hair. Are, are you saying that there is a uh, a bleach coming for your hair in the future? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> okay, I got to well, keep I mean, it all natural. With that's the, fair. With the color. That's fair. Well, that's, I mean, let's. But it's the flow. It's less the is, flow less of things. Is, yeah, Les is bleached to blonde hair is totally natural, too, right? That's, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll start that rumor. Surely. I just I just went to the Americans' Twitter to yeah. go find the jerseys. Holy shit. The jerseys? Yeah, I mean, the jerseys look good, but I thought they looked good. But who the hell coordinated? Like, they didn't think they were, hey, hey, what color are you guys wearing? They didn't, like, step out in the hallway, look down the hall. <laughs> Hey guys, what color are you wearing? Blue? All right, cool, cool. Hey, we're blue hey, cool. too. All Same. right. Hey, what color is your blue? It's like a royal blue. Hey, what color is your blue? Navy. All right, we're good. Yeah, we'll, all, all good here. Yeah, we'll check it. We'll check it out. Jesus we'll Christ! Out. I can't believe they let them play hockey like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't. So uh, that lasted a couple of shifts before it uh, it, it changed over. Jeez. Um, that being said, before we jump into, uh, like I said, all that's going on in the NHL, including the Stars barely scraping themselves uh, into a playoff position, uh, there are a couple of promos for the Americans coming up. May 5th uh, is Women's Wednesday and Ice Angels Night, as well as Cinco de Mayo. Uh, they have got the Sugar Skull jerseys, which, again, have been knocked out of the park. My wallet cannot handle all of these jerseys. Uh, May 8th, Bang Solar Night, presented by their big sponsor, Bang Solar. May 9th, Crayola Kids Day, oy vey. And May 17th, hockey is for everybody. So got a couple more theme nights coming up for you guys from the Air All Americans. It's going to be just – it's going to be a great time. Uh, yeah, like Jason sent in the group chat, we're watching a replay of uh, the first goal that the Americans scored. And the jerseys outside of the helmets are almost identical. Uh, so I can see why the referees asked them to change it. But – Still phenomenal look. I wish they would have kept that. Patrick, you talked a little bit about golf uh, over the weekend. I'm going to hand it over to you, and I want to see what your friends over at the range are doing. Man, I keep telling him we're going to have to get it set up because the range looks awesome. I just saw one of their posts on Instagram the other day uh, congratulating one of the PGA guys for his win at Copperhead. And with the range, we could play there. Not there because, you know, that's probably either private or 400 bucks around, True. which is, I think, out of our price range. A little bit. But we can play that in our backyard using that's... TrackMan technology, get up there, see what happens. Maybe, probably don't shoot a 67 or a 53, but... No, I'm going to shoot a 69. Nice. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Classy. But it's not limited to Copperhead. We can play the old course. We can play Pebble Beach. We can do closest to the pin or long drive. All of that is possible, and we can see the stats. We can see ball flight, spin rate, swing speed, the whole works that the pros have access to right in our backyard with the range. Check it out. 
book it for your next event. Birthday. Golf round in your backyard is a separate event that you could plan. There you go. Whatever you want to do, they'll wedding. set it up. Wedding. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do it for a wedding, a birthday party, uh, bat, mitzvah, bat mitzvah, whatever you want. You can, they'll give you the whole Baptism. nine yards. They'll give you the whole nine yards. Kids' first birthday? <laughs> Second birthdays? Second birthdays? Second birthdays? Second breakfast? Your kid's not going to remember it anyways. Do it for you. Do it for, do you. It for me. Do it for <laughs> you. Is he busy this weekend? There you go. Maybe, we'll, maybe we just got another sale for you right here live on the show. Uh, where can we find their social medias at? Are they at the range? At the range underscore golf on Instagram. They're not on Twitter, I don't believe. It's okay. Not a lot of pictures on Twitter like there are on Instagram. Yeah. But definitely at the, at the range underscore golf on Insta, therangegolf.com for how it works, FAQs, pricing, rates, availability, all that. Check it out. Sweet. We can't wait to be doing be doing that here soon. We're definitely going to get in touch with those guys. We'll have to maybe use someone's backyard. And seeing as Patrick and myself live in apartments and... Oh, hey, I have a backyard. There it is. Hey, the one-timer from Jason. Hey, hey. hockey hey. right, friend. Hey. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we talk about some NHL hockey, boys. Um, well, just going to start off on a down note. The Dallas Stars. They they have this weird way of teasing Yikes. you and dangling a you know a win in front of you. Uh, uh, you know we like I said recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, we are a day removed from Monday night where the Dallas Stars uh, showed us a flash of hope, which they have done very few times this season, but enough times to keep us holding on, uh, only for them to be dashed once again in overtime couple of weird stats from that game mostly the fact that spencer knight the panthers rookie goaltender improved to a perfect four and oh for the first time in nhl history uh this kid is an absolute stud the plethora of goalies that the panthers have right now is insane uh with Dreiger, uh bobrovsky and now knight all in the mix to try and fight for that starting position so we fall to Good the Panthers. To yeah, it's a great problem to have. It almost feels like the Stars have the same problem, uh, except for that one little glaring fact that Anton Hudobin has not played like An- Anton Hudobin at all. So I'm not calling his playoff run a fluke yet. We did sign him to a three-year extension, but, man, it's been really tough to watch. And it's hard to not pin last night's eventual overtime loss on Anton Hudobin but it really feels like his lackadaisical attitude is starting to wear thin on Stars fans. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Jason, how are you feeling about Hudobin right now? Man, I really want to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this is still COVID-related because he did get the COVID, right? Right. Uh, maybe this is, I mean, we're seeing this kind of with a lot of like high, you know, like elite athletes who did get covid and right afterwards, they cannot perform the same. We're right. seeing, we saw that with Ezekiel Elliott. Now that could have been other stuff. And, and obviously this is football now. But like we saw that with Zeke this year. Um, and so maybe this is the same thing. I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But like I said, just playing devil's advocate here. But at the end of the day, you get paid a lot of money to play hockey. You got to play good. Simple as that. Patrick, how do you feel about that? Is there a sassy synopsis in our midst or... Are you more of just like a quiet sadness? I am also going to give 
Hudobin the benefit of the doubt, just because, like Jason said, we don't know what the effects of COVID are. Who I am not going to give the benefit of the doubt is Rick Bonus. Three goals on, I believe, 10 shots in the first yesterday. He didn't have it. It was obvious. Two of the goals were easily blockable. I don't think there was really any screen or anything. You can call it a good shot, whatever, but you're being paid as the starter for this year since Ben Bishop is out, and they just weren't good. And so he's left in there. I'm texting my buddy. There's no fucking way bonus leaves Hudobin out there. He needs to be done after the first. Give him the night. Let Ottinger take over, get some reps in the intermission when they get back on the ice out of the locker room. And what happens? Hudobin comes back in. Not three minutes later, it's 4-2, and the Stars have yet another hole to climb out of. Three more goals after already scoring two when they've scored one goal in three games, the last three. It seemed insurmountable, and we'll obviously get into to the happenings here in just a second, but for being in the league for 50 years, however long bonus has been around, he should know when his goalie is having an off night. He's a player's coach. Talk to I'm sure he asked Dobby in the locker room, and he said, yeah, I'm fine. But as the head coach, you got to overrule and say, no, dude, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but... We're down to the wire here. We can't be fucking around when we can't score. Ottinger, get in there. I mean, I'm in not going to the- disagree with you. You even did say something to us in the chat, and you were like, he's got to get pulled after this one, and didn't. And I turned my head for one moment, and sure enough, he said four to two. And I, I thought there was no way in hell he was going to stay in the game. I'm not a hockey expert by any stretch, especially compared to somebody like Rick Bonus, but I thought... There is no way in hell Dobby comes back out. He's just off. I mean, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm 100 percent behind you on this one. I think um, it, it it severely made me question Anton Hudobin's ability uh, last night. Now, I, I did not take into account uh, like you guys were with you know the effects of COVID, um, but you know on the reverse side, on the flip side of things. We are nearing the end of the season. So I feel like the COVID relations are not completely out of the window, but they're pretty close. It's just super upsetting because, you know, I think everyone went into this season knowing you probably weren't going to see Ben Bishop, uh, you know, but excited because you were going to get to see Ottinger out there on the ice, getting plenty of reps in. And then Dobby has just been, um, inconsistent at best just inconsistent that's, at best. yeah that's the only way to say it yeah on the flip side i will say for as disappointing as dobby has been the inverse for ottinger is totally true the dude is the real deal he makes the big saves when he needs to he doesn't play like a 22 year old rookie most of the time he makes some boneheaded plays moving around the goal a little bit but for the most part he's got the athleticism and he looks fucking good it's very most nights very confident in that uh he's much like and this is something that i think we've commented on before earlier in the season uh with with his interviews and just his demeanor he's very much um with the exception of last night like jamie ben very calm 
even when it seems everything, all the shit's hitting the fan, he doesn't really waver at all. Um, his post-game interviews are very mellow, monotone, not a lot of emotion. Low uh, energy. Low energy, yeah, at best. Uh, that low being energy, st- Jamie Ben. <laughs> low energy, Jamie Ben. That being said, uh, speaking of low energy, Jamie Ben, not very low energy in that penalty box closing out the period last night as he pulled an Antoine Roussel and absolutely obliterated the penalty box camera. <laughs> it was with, pretty cool to see. I'm not going to lie. It, that was, it, that it, was pretty cool. I couldn't, I can't disagree with you mostly because you could tell he wanted it. He looked right at the camera and then just, wow. He, he missed with the first one too. Yeah. Had to come back for a second shot. Yeah. Sir, I got to circle back, circle back. How do you think that they handle that when a player like either intentionally or unintentionally breaks a camera in the penalty box? Because I can't imagine those are super cheap. Does the network just eat the cost? I mean, I don't know if it's a network that eats the cost or maybe the team or the player themselves. I, I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I mean, hell, it's, it could, for, like, for those, it's probably like a GoPro or some, some nicer GoPro, but... You think? Eh. eh. <laughs> no. I may have to do some research on that one because I, I don't know the answer to that. But it no, seems like right. it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, but we... it's it. I mean, for somebody like Jamie Ben making eight, nine million dollars a year, he probably didn't give a shit. Yeah, he's like, all right, right. Just and take it out of this check. Funny that you say that, because we will definitely be touching on a very similar subject with fines and it not really affecting somebody for being a piece of shit. Not saying that Jamie's a piece of shit, but you catch my drift. No, but he does it because he's a captain. He He's trying to get a rise. He knows he's what he's doing. Up. He, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's very strategic, breaking all those Nexus sticks, you know, those fucking $400 <laughs> sticks whenever he, whenever he needs to get his team up. All he has to do is call him and get 10 more shipped to him overnight for free. Yeah, whatever. Must be nice. I was going to send him out. Yeah. Uh, well, that being said, another another uh, happening that got a rise out of the team, Sagan's back, boys. Sagan is finally back. And he's scoring goals. And he scored that crazy goal off the backhand. And I, I'm i sure everyone's seen the pump-up video from the day of his surgery until yesterday, Monday so night. Good. Holy shit. Like I posted on the on the Twitter, walls beware because you will be one run through. I mean, just the perfect song, the perfect cadence, the perfect tempo, and I, the I got to get your thoughts on last night's game with, with Sagan back in it and just seeing the emotion on his face, just knowing that he was happy to play Patrick. How did it feel seeing him take the ice for the first time? And I think what was it 217 days, some, some ridiculous number, mm-hmm. I think since game six of last year, yeah. whatever day that was, I'm not sure, but no, it's, uh, it's something that we've been looking forward to for quite a while. They kind of hyped it up that maybe he'll return against Tampa Bay that obviously didn't happen, but just to see him back, even if he hadn't scored, it would have been nice just to have hit, have him as an option. And it's interesting because they said his plan was to play eight to 10 minutes. And I think he had 17 minutes of ice time. Something was obviously feeling right with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he attributed it to adrenaline, which is totally understandable, but yeah, the goal is just kind of the capper. I think, the baseline for a good night was that he was out there at all. 
I mean, yeah, you could see the emotion on his face when he stepped onto the ice. Uh, I think one of the the one of my favorite moments from last night's game before it even started was them the Stars taking the ice and Klingberg was the one to skate out right in front of him and he was pointing behind him because everyone <laughs> on the Stars media staff had one thing in mind and that was get Sagan on camera. Uh, Jason, how how was it? How did it feel for you? on your end, finally having Sagan back after 200 plus days. I was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. God, it's beautiful. I mean, the philosophical Jason comes back again <laughs> with just a beautiful deep quote. No, I mean, it, it was. Uh, questions will finally be answered. Well, I mean, hell, will we only see him for two games? And then he, I mean, depending on how we do, I guess, in, in that game, will he get shut down afterwards if we're not really going to make the playoffs? Is it really worth it to continue to bring him back? You know, there's a, there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but I don't know. It was, it was fun. To, it was fun to see him. It moved the needle, if you will. <laughs> well said. Well said. I will say I don't know if you guys got a chance to read Sod's article, which I won't go into too much detail in because I think everybody should subscribe, so dude. I think everybody should get an athletic subscription, support some awesome stories. Before it's well you, worth it. it's worth it. Before you go any further, uh, if you want, I've got four free month codes left. So, whoa, I'm 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 putting this out in the stratosphere. If you're listening right now, it is Thursday. It is May the sixth. Text me, email me, direct message me, and I'll hook you up. And make sure you get the athletic for code, a month. Code Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it Pumpernickel. Saad did this whole long feature where he talked to Sagan and Sagan's doctors about the process and it kind of added a whole new level of appreciation for what he was dealing with because it wasn't like he had surgery and then was going through you know just your standard physical therapy it was like he had surgery and then had to teach his muscles how to actually work at all. He couldn't get any mo- any activity from his nerves into his quad muscle. So he basically had to retrain his entire leg how to be a leg, which was crazy. Unreal. Yeah, called it the chicken leg. Yeah. Went he had the chicken he could, leg back to the NHL. From what I read and how it was explained was basically the nerve in your knee controls your calf muscle and your quad and your knee and when something's fucked up it doesn't know exactly where it is and so a side effect of that can be it won't fire off properly to the other muscles in your leg so something was wrong with his knee and his nerves just said okay something's broken we're just not gonna work at all yeah which is wild but give there's a lot more to it than that so definitely go give it a read yeah, and, and uh, we talked about this earlier. We'll have to uh, talk talk to uh, our boy Saad, get him back on the show, hopefully after a lengthy playoff run. But if the season is unceremoniously ended within the next couple of days or so, maybe we'll have to get him on sooner rather than later. Man, that just really takes the wind out of your sails talking about Man, the Yeah, that was post. super sad. <laughs> Sorry. It, it just, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Last season was a beautiful thing. I think it was extremely helpful for all of our mentalities going through quarantine. This season, with things being a little bit more normal, being able to uh, escape the clutches of uh, 
you know, the pandemic to an extent and quarantine for the most part, I'm, I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope last night felt, uh, I feel like Saturday against the predators was the bit of a, like the, the tip of the knife being stuck into the ribs. And I feel like with the last two games, uh, you know, following that, it's almost just like they were getting chipped in with a hammer a little bit further. But I do want to bring up this quote from Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada. Um, he did a rank of all 31 NHL teams, soon to be 32. Welcome, Kraken. Uh, actually, 32 officially because they're officially in the NHL. But Elliot Friedman went last through, payment. They did, which, God, I can't wait to do that for my Civic. Um, and he said, I don't know if a team is ever <laughs> exempt from criticism, but I find it really hard to be critical of the Stars not making it should that occur. A large outbreak, the first one, incredibly condensed schedule, the Texas power grid failure that led to some players and team employees having their houses flooded and needing temporary homes. A team is banged up on fumes and has given everything it's got. I mean, well said, really. I really don't have anything more to say. I think Elliot Freeman perfectly encapsulates exactly how Stars fans should feel. Uh, this is this is my this is specifically dedicated to all of those stars fans that are like violently upset that the stars are doing what they're doing right now that are like they should fire everybody Rick Bonus is a giant old piece of shit like uh, the Facebook and Twitter comments are just an absolute cesspool of negativity and I try not to feed into it but you people always bring me back in just when I'm out they pull me back in. Jason, how do you feel about the quote? I mean, really, it is. I mean, it's exactly what the stars are going through. I mean, when you really think about it, who else is who else had a difficult schedule like that? Nobody. I mean, the reason we're kind of in the position that we are in, we are able to see now, like, as other teams are finishing out their season, we really know where we need to do to really finish out the season. Like, we have we've always had a couple games in hand, so we're like, okay. Yeah, we can lose one here. Let's make sure we get two more back, you know, or something like that. So we're always able to, to, to I guess like look into the future a little bit, and just kind of really plan our destiny. And I mean, I mentioned it last week. I think it was maybe this is the plan all along, <laughs> and just to get in there, and that's the plan. Get in, and then just cause absolute get happen. in and see what happens. Yeah, what was it? Uh, two years back. Uh, when the stars beat the Preds and we were called the chaos squad uh, because it was like the, the hurricanes, uh, a couple other teams that were not supposed to advance, but they did. And they became the chaos squad. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they're doing. The stars are heading up this year's chaos squad. I still think if the very blatant interference on Matt Zuccarello in game seven before overtime against St. Louis is called properly like it should have been because they didn't even try and go for the puck. We win the cup that year. I don't think San Jose matched up well with us. I think we, I think we would have taken it home. That, yeah, that was, that was a year that San Jose was just, I mean, we yeah. had their number. We yep. had their number. It was one of those teams where, yeah, they were a better team against literally everybody, everybody else. Everybody but us. But us. Yeah. We were that team for them. I've, oh my God. I don't know why I do this to myself. I brought this up a cry, few. Dude. I brought this cry. up a few episodes ago. I've. It still. It still makes me angry. It's still real to me. Damn it! It's still real <laughs> to me. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it still hurts not having Matt Sucarello around. That guy, I mean, that that little sweet hobbit was such a delight to have on this team. <laughs> he just, the, he didn't even need to smile. He smiled with his eyes, and that's what I appreciated. He was just happy to be here. I, I mean, it's it, we'll see. Tomorrow, the Stars play uh, again, and I, I think it's if the Stars lose and the Preds win their game, the Stars are mathematically eliminated. Uh, Correct. So we, we may need... be having a very somber episode next week if that's the case. I think we need Nashville to go one and two, and we have to win three of four. That is a which is tall order. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good, but, but it's not impossible. Exactly, it's not impossible. Yeah, like Kevin Garnett said anything is possible. It's not impossible either. We did get a little bit of. I don't know if they were just looking away or, or what, but the hockey gods shined on us a little bit yesterday. A touch. Maybe we just need them to, to keep looking elsewhere. A touch. I agree. Maybe direct their focus on Tom Wilson. Speaking of Tom Ooh, Wilson, of, yeah. <laughs> that's about all we have for Stars Talk. Uh, we are a Texas-based hockey podcast. We do love talking all things Texas hockey. Um, you know, We are definitely going to be doing some more with uh, the minor league systems in Texas. Uh, I do want to give one quick shout out uh, before we move into our next subject around the NHL and more specifically on that piece of shit, Tom Wilson. I don't know if you guys saw this. We retweeted it. We posted it on our Instagram. Uh, Maxime Fortunas, first and foremost, what an absolute stud of a name. Texas Stars, great. Decided to hang the skates up. Let me just read you guys the pre- the pedigree of this dude. First and foremost, he's the top Texas Stars defenseman with 402 games played, 167 points, 44 goals, and 123 assists. Six all-time in points, fourth all-time in assists, third in games played behind Morin and Justin Dowling, and six seasons with the team. He is the longest team captain at three full seasons from 2012 to 2015 with 63 playoff games and 15 points. He has one Calder Cup and two Western Conference championships. Uh, Maxime, fucking thank you for everything you did for the Texas Stars. I think it's uh, an absolute uh, ode to the person that you are that people still talk about you uh, and and happy retirement. Um, I mean, just an absolute stud from top to bottom. So, can I make one comment about the Texas Stars? Yeah, because we definitely need to talk more about them. We do. The May the 4th jerseys are pretty slick. Oh. The Victory Green Squadron. The Victory I have to, Green Squadron, yes. Please please don't hate me for this comment. I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. Okay, well, we can't all be perfect, but... <laughs> Every every group every trio needs one, and I think yeah, that's you fine. just you just ex- it's exposed to yourself. It is what it is. That being said, I'll never shit on somebody for enjoying the things that they enjoy. That's very that's very that's fair. That's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. Uh, yeah, all Star Wars jerseys across the board. NHL catch up, learn your lesson. Do theme nights for the love of God. We need more bit jerseys in the NHL. They do. They really do. Uh, And not reverse bits in the NHL. Not reverse retro jerseys. Not those. We need actual bit jerseys. I mean, they do some bits with like the warm up jerseys. 
But those are all like NHL planned across the board theme nights. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were doing the ones like the we've we've talked about them before. The Texas Rangers crossover jerseys for the stars, which were absolutely amazing. But then they auction them off and they go up upwards of twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Just make something like that available for us. My gosh. You know, take our money. We want to spend it back. Yo, you said right. Bring the motorist back. Please, you know our opinions on the Mooters. I think do, I do. Every, I know everyone's opinions on them. But I if love they gave please. us a if they gave us a victory green Mooters, I would be on the wait list already. The first one at the door. But let's let's cross over uh, and and talk a little bit about the hot topic in the NHL last night. Um, you know, we are a podcast, so we're not going to play the clip. The only time we give any homage to people and their clips is the Razorism of the week yet to come. Uh, which, again, if you stick around right before that, we will give you the Wada Hockey code for 30% off off hoodies on Texas Hockey Apparel. The Washington Capitals faced off against the New York Rangers last night, and uh, league bad boy Tom Wilson got in the news again for... League piece of shit. Yeah, basically... Assaulting Artemi Panarin as if that guy hasn't been through enough because he was worried that the KGB was going to snipe him off a building. Now he's got to worry about Tom Piece of Shit Wilson shoving his head into the ice and just basically assaulting him physically, which update didn't really happen too far after the game ended. Artemi Panarin is done for the season because of the acts that Tom Wilson made Ooh. towards him. Now, would he be out for the rest of the season if the Rangers were not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs last night? I don't know. But the matter of the fact is that this guy, Tom Wilson, physically injured somebody so they can no longer play for the remainder of the season. First and foremost, Patrick, I'm going to let you take off with this one because you seemed pretty passionate about this before we started recording. How How do you feel right now about what happened yesterday with Tom Wilson. Yeah, I went ahead and rewatched it in full earlier. It's just so unnecessary. The dude's on the ground. Like, I don't I don't know too much about Capitals Rangers, if there's bad blood there, what the deal is, but Tom Wilson just shoving him into the ice when he's already on the ground, throwing punches is uh not cool. I don't know what Buchnevich did to Tom Wilson, or if Tom Wilson is just inherently a piece of shit, which it kind of seems like just given his history, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that by itself is enough for a game misconduct and a fine. Cause you just don't throw punches at somebody when they're face down in the ice, because you have pushed them, you've grabbed their head and shoved it down. So that's the first issue. The second issue is Panarin jumps on his back and even jumping on his back, you can tell that, Panarin just stood no chance against Tom Wilson. It'd be like, I don't know. It'd be like Matt Zuccarello going after Jamie Alexiak. Mm-hmm. Like there's such an obvious mismatch there that for Tom Wilson to see that Panarin, who isn't, you know, a star in the league for the Rangers has, is the guy that's trying to defend his teammate after he's already pulled some Bush league bullshit and continue on and just ragdoll him and ultimately end his season. I don't even know the right word 
egregious doesn't seem strong enough. It's childish. It's childish. I'm watching it right He's now a piece as of we're shit. talking about it. It doesn't seem like Wilson at any point is I mean the fact that you know his he's laying on the ground in front of the pipe and Wilson's already punching this guy in the back of the head Artemi Panarin says that's bullshit jumps on Tom Wilson's back as a teammate should defending some and not even as a as teammate a, as, as a, a KGB hu- leader as a human being <laughs> yeah Sensitive nobody topic. nobody Sorry. gets past the KGB <laughs> seriously and I, I, it just baffles me, and and even more so, which I, I'm going to kick it over to you, Jason, before we get into the quote-unquote fucking punishment that Tom Wilson mm. received. Jason, did you did you get to watch any of it? How do you feel about it? Because obviously... Oh, I watched it. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, it's complete bullshit. Like, I know in beer league they say, hey, you know, we play hockey for fun. We've all got jobs to do in the morning. We, that's why we don't really fight in beer league, you know, and we don't, you're not really, it's a no checking league. You know, we're not trying to be assholes. We want to play hockey. And I mean, obviously he's getting paid to play hockey, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you don't need to just have your head pounded into the ice like that. Nobody deserves that. That's a fucking psychopath there. He needs to be gone from the league. This is, it's not cool. It's not cool. I mean, yes, you can keep fighting in hockey because all the fights, I mean, they're done gentlemanly, you know, as 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 much as a gentleman can fight, two gentlemen can fight. They do it like that. There's a code. There's a code. There, there is. There's a, exactly. There's a code to it. And he broke it. He went too far. Fuck that guy. Get the fuck out of the league, man. Yeah. It's, Go it's fucking re- take that shit to the KHL. It's really frustrating. Um, more so because the and i say this term so fucking loosely the nhl player safety they find tom wilson five thousand dollars which is the maximum amount they can find somebody which in my opinion is is an embarrassment as it is because some of these players including tom wilson it's 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 like it's change in the pocket uh, I think it's like basically a third of a day's work for Tom Wilson is what this fine equaled out for him. It's 0.4% of his salary. Unbelievable. And not just that, they didn't suspend him at all. Not even for a single game. Do you do you think that changes though with the news? Like, I hope it does. Pattern? I hope it can does. They, can they walk it back? Aaron, sorry. I mean... I, they have to be able – I don't know if they can – I don't know if that would be considered walking it back. I think if they added on to it, it would be a welcome breath of fresh air from around the league. What really pisses did me you see off – I'm sorry. Did you just see what the Rangers put out earlier today too? Yeah. Uh, their oh, statement yeah. about being disappointed in it? Yeah, I was Absolutely. actually. I was going to. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna bring out just a little bit of what it said, mostly just because I think how they ended it was the the most that it caused the most it will cause the most waves in my opinion uh and it basically said wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to artemi panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season we view this as a uh dereliction of duty by nhl head of player safety george peros and believe he is unfit 
to continue in his current role. And I think they have one, every single right to say this Two, I think they're a hundred percent right. I think Peros is a fucking joke. I think he's an idiot. It's a, it's amazing that someone that obviously has taken so many shots to the head as he has is being allowed to dictate fines and suspensions. This is a noted and notorious goon and enforcer. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for that. I love the goon. I love the enforcers. I love the instigators. I love the agitators. I think it's it's an ideal part of hockey that is not able to be a part of any other sport without someone getting completely suspended indefinitely or fined millions of dollars, not just 5000 That being said, for someone who has been in as many absolute bar-style fights, knockdown, drag-out, just battles as Peros has, for him to be as light on these suspensions as he is is an utter embarrassment to the league, and it makes the league look terrible. The NHL has been in t- on the top 10 of Twitter all day, and this is the absolute worst reason for it. And it's not even that he didn't get suspended. Let me just give you a quick read-off of his suspension history. September 2017, two preseason games for a hit on Robert Thomas for the Blues, which that should tell you how much of a piece of shit he is on its own. Who is doing something to get suspended during a preseason game? It's an exhibition. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So there's that. Not two weeks later, October 1st of 2017, four-game suspension for boarding Sammy Blaze in 2018 in the first round against the Blue Jackets. A charging penalty. He avoided a suspension because of a lack of camera angles. So um, not sure how that works. May, same year, 2018, three playoff games for an illegal check to the head of Zach Aston Reese. And then this year, March 6th, which is not two months from this current day, suspended seven games for a hit on Brandon Carlo. Didn't appeal. Two Less than two months later, ends Panarin season, is throwing punches on a guy on the ground, and he gets literally nothing. Nothing. That's what's so confusing, is at this juncture in the season, you, you've got to be more strict with these guys, especially knowing that Washington is going to go to the playoffs and play a team possibly seven times in a row. And as we saw with the Americans playing the Thunder for, I believe, four games in a row this past week, hockey teams have very, very short-term memories. They remember right off the bat who is who. And they don't let it go. That's one of the most beautiful parts of the sport. That's one of the most dangerous parts of the sport. It's also one of the most respectful parts of the sport. Prime example was Wayne Simmons getting in a fight because uh, I believe, I think it was Zach Hyman. I can't remember exactly who it was. I'm probably going to get chirped for this by some people. But long story short, there was a hit on one of the Maple Leafs, and they played the same team the next night, and Wayne Simmons challenged the guy to a fight. The guy is not a fighter. It was against the Canucks, and uh, the guy got his ass kicked. 
But the Canucks came out made a public statement. They said, we don't have any qualms with what Wayne Simmons did because that's the code. You have to honor the code. With Tom Wilson, there is no code. It's code douchebag. That is literally the only code mm-hmm. that he is part of. Is code douchebag. I, I think, like I said, it's just a travesty that this is the reason the league is getting the attention it is getting right now, right before the playoffs, especially when you are, are you know, as painful as it is to say, you are the bottom four of the big four. And for you to allow people to do this, and it's, I, I will say this much. I will say this before we, we wrap things up here. This is the league's fault. This is the NHL's 100%. fault. This is Gary Bettman's fault. I'll say, like I say it every time with his little stupid hobbit feet swinging from his big boy chair. Because they have been so against fighting and putting, one, the referees at risk because they're telling them to jump in the middle of these fights before either guy has a chance to throw punches. Which is really stupid, by the really way. Really stupid. Really stupid. And they're saying that they don't want to lose viewers. They want to make it more family-friendly. But fighting has been a part of the game since the first ever sanctioned hockey game. It protects guys. Prime example, my buddies over at the Morning Skate, they got a cameo from the one and only Sean Avery today. And in the cameo, Sean Avery basically said, this is what would happen if I was in the league. I wouldn't make a run after Tom Wilson. I'd go after whatever Capitals goalie was out. I'd dump the puck real lightly to force him out of his triangle. And I'd make a run at him. And on the way back to the bench, I would point and I'd say, this is your fault. And until you rectify it, until you step up, I'm going to come after every one of you. That is the code. That is how the game is played. That and is the way. That is, this is the way. This Ooh, is the way. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. But the game has changed because Gary Bettman and the powers that be want it to be a softer game than it was before. And now you're getting things like this that happen. And now your head of player safety, George Shithead Peros and Tom Douchebag Wilson are making a mockery out of player safety. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. I'm upset. 50 million on my head. That's disrespect, as Drake once said. <laughs> <laughs> but from the six. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have anything left on that, I, that's really all I have to say. And I, I think it pretty much speaks for itself that. Uh, we're talking about it and not talking about Texas hockey. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Let's take that bad boy into the Razorism a week. Do we have a, a promo code to give people first? Oh, do we want to do it before? We I did, I did say we we're going to do it before. Okay, yep. you've stuck with us. You've heard us rant. WH30 on TexasHockeyApparel.com through this Sunday, which is, does anyone have a calendar pulled up? Give me this two Sunday seconds. Would be the night. Sunday, 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 May 9th, Mother's Day. Get your yes. mom a hoodie for Mother's Day. Moms get her the huggy. About that. Yeah, get her a huggy. Moms love to stay warm. WH30, TexasHockeyApparel.com goes through this Sunday. If you get two or more hoodies, Garrett himself, and I have it on record so I can call him out for it, has said he'll throw a little something extra in there for you guys. So two or more hoodies, Ooh. 30% off. Get over to TexasHockeyApparel.com. Make it happen. Patrick, let's jump into that Razorism of the Week. I believe you mean in honor of Tyler Sagan, the Saganism Saganism of the the week. week. The possession is key, and Price comes out to keep it. And then it almost got away from Mete. Moved to Armia, to the left, Suzuki shot, and another save by Bishop. And the Stars will send Sagan up ahead. He catches, forced by Mete, to the backhand. He scores! A beauty! Tyler 
to complete the comeback win in overtime. This is just flat out sick. It is sick. A peek from John Klingberg. He knows that Sagan is taking off. And then Tyler Sagan with a lobotomy of both the defender, Mete, and Carey Price. He froze Price. And love me, he says, in Mount Royal. What a dazzling winner from Tyler Sagan. Dusts it off, oh, eats him up, out. and shovels a backhand winner home. Hiya! 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 It's Hi sick. It's sick. I mean, just hearing that and hearing Razor go off on that second goal in overtime against uh, Montreal, uh, absolutely beautiful. Hearing fans was weird, like a full stadium of it. Um, I would I would recommend looking it up, but uh, basically the play is Sagan just backhand drag all the way around Carey Price and shovels it over the left blocker. In overtime, I guess that's the Fucking right blocker or left. Back when we could win overtime games. <laughs> it's been 84 years. It's 84 years. Definitely check it out. So we wanted to do a, a, a Saganism, Saganism of the week, of the week. In, in honor of Tyler Sagan. Exactly. We're happy to have him back. Um, I do want to give one more quick shout out. Spencer Asichuk of the Allen Americans ECHL Player of the Week. Five goals on this past week. Dude's absolutely on a tear. Nice. Followed, uh, One, followed... two, three, four, five. Ah, five goals. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Followed on us show, on Twitter. Bud. Followed us on Twitter today. So I don't, know, I don't know what that means, but I think it means that there's a Spencer Aschuk, uh interview a in our future. Docking? Tummy maybe? sticks? Well, tummy sticks. Like well, dock? Yep. Just the tip. See how it feels. Well, boys, that being said, <laughs> If that's all you guys have, that's all I have. I'll send it over to you, to Patrick, to uh, wrap this one up and make it official. Man, like we've been all episode, stay sassy. How we have. Really have. Stay moist, boys. Thank we've you. We've also Chase. stayed pretty moist. We just have stayed moist. And as always, don't you ever, for any reason whatsoever, forget your Kermit tattoos. Nice. Nice.